Yo, 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 what up, guys? It's Xander here, back with episode two of Ace's Portal, the podcast where today I'll be diving into three different dimensions and how they each impact your consciousness. I'll also be making really terrible jokes and trying to push you towards discovering and living up to your full potential, or in other words, living your truth as some like to call it. I'm just playing. JP for short, I don't think my jokes are that bad, but don't worry, I promise you they will probably only get worse from here out. Also, sidebar, I like saying JP, I think it's a little more fun than JK, you know, it adds some pizzazz and sparkles. Anyways, so yes, I am JP, my real goal today is to make you think about your consciousness, and my secondary goal is to force you to endure my shitty jokes. So, it is sort of a double-edged sword here, the dynamic duo, thinking and bad jokes. I'm telling you, I think that's a pretty solid podcast right there. Also, I am back in Boston, and the city is a little louder than the suburbs in South Florida, so apologies for whatever weird sounds you hear. They are out of my control. Anywho, so now that I have taught you guys a fun new slang word that you'll probably never use, I wanted to take a second and clarify something from the last episode before we dive into today's topic. I think I was a little confusing and I should have done a better job explaining it. I mean, my god, Alexandra, it was episode one. Get your shit together. But whatever, fuck it, YOLO. We all make mistakes, especially when we're exploring a new process. So let's get into that dirty, dirty. Last episode, when I said ego death and shedding your ego, I didn't actually mean that the ego dies and completely goes away, but rather you're aware of the role ego plays and you're able to understand essence, maybe even come to know it because you're aware of ego and where it fits into your life. As much as I wish I could just chuck my ego right out the window, alas, I cannot. We're stuck with this bitch, but that doesn't mean she has to rule our world. As far as essence, when you understand essence, when you get it, you are that much closer to knowing it. And when you know it, you feel it. And you've expanded and elevated your consciousness to such a high level that you make a conscious choice to, quote, shed your ego, end quote. And you choose to perceive things through the perspective of essence rather than ego. In researching this topic and talking to people who have actually gone through this, I found that most people who go through this shift in consciousness are much less likely to continue living through the perspective of ego, mainly because it's too low vibrational. They've already come to know the high vibrational frequency in consciousness associated with essence. It would be like Katie Heron from Mean Girls. She was a fucking math whiz, fully able to get straight A's, but she chose to get D's to impress some dude, Aaron Samuels. Most people don't choose to pull a Katie Heron, and even she was conscious enough by at the end of the movie, she recognized she shouldn't be dumbing herself down just to fit in and be accepted by others. And yes, I did just reference Mean Girls, but hey, it fucking fit. Also, Team Regina George, only because Rachel McAdams is a daddy and a half, and she could really pull off blonde. Okay, so moving forwards. As I said, the choice of living through ego once you know essence isn't really a choice people tend to reject or fight against. Why, you ask? Just like Katie, people are smart enough to realize this is too big of a perspective shift to not adopt, and you would be ridiculous to revert back to a lower level of consciousness. 
It's not like how as human beings, we know that eating processed food is considered to be unhealthy and it's bad for us compared to the alternative, which would be whole non-processed foods. It still doesn't mean we completely abandon all processed foods. We still eat cake, put sugar in our coffee, or at the minimum drink those silly little zero calorie seltzer waters, which I get that they're zero calories, but come on guys, they're loaded with chemicals and other unnatural shit, which is what allows them to be zero calories. And hey, this is not me shitting on those zero calorie or low calorie products full of chemicals because I fucking consume that shit too. We're all human. We all do this shit. It's a collective contribution, guys. This is again a reference to how we're all one. Major essence vibes. It's why marketing products to us is so easy. We all share the same fucking energy. Kidding, but still, those are all things that are considered to be bad and yet we make those choices anyways. Why? Because it's an easier, low vibrational choice to make. You're conscious of the fact that donuts aren't exactly healthy, but yet when someone brings them into the office and says that they got them for the team, it's kind of hard to turn them down, both because of social pressure and because they're just fucking tasty. And that right there is a relatively easy choice to make. It's easy to choose the low vibrational donut rather than just avoid it in the first place. With the case of knowing essence and then either choosing to live through that perspective or reverting back to living through the ego perspective, it's much harder to make that low vibrational choice. You're smarter. Why force yourself to live dumber? You wouldn't. And I'm not saying everyone who comes to know essence completely chooses to shed their ego or at least push it to the side. But I find those who do come to know essence tend to be transformed and obtain a new perspective that's hard to ignore. It's like those idiots who deny climate change is happening. They have the facts. They simply choose to live in ignorance for whatever reason. Likely because it soothes their ego to ensure that they don't have to actually think they're contributing to the end of the world. They don't care because they live in the ego mindset. It is only about them. They don't care about the collective even though they're literally going to reincarnate onto a dying planet. That is a choice. I won't claim it to be a wrong choice, but more a low vibrational choice that will impact them karmically. Okay, so now that I've trashed anyone who doesn't believe in climate change and clarified the perspective shift on going from ego to essence, I want to dive into today's topic, which is something I see flooding my social media. And that is going from 3D to 5D. Ooh, ah, what is it? What's the mystery surrounding this whole, we are ascending now, you must be ready for the shift, brace yourselves, brace yourselves, incoming vibes. So, to kick things off, no, this is not a new type of movie production, although that would be pretty cool. I imagine 5D would be like one of those simulators at Universal and your seat would move, shake, and produce sense and physical elements you could feel to really make you feel like you're actually in the movie. That would be pretty dope or insanely terrifying. I can only imagine a 5D version of The Conjuring and my god, I would fucking cry. It would be embarrassing. But that's irrelevant. Apologies for my side notes. It's the ADHD guys. I'm just kind of all over the place all the time. But basically, this whole dimensional shift is something that's been all over TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, or whatever fucking social media you're on. 
And if you haven't seen it or come across it, that's okay. It's probably a good thing since I find so many of those messages give false information or at least set false pretenses for what exactly this dimensional shift is. Before I get into explaining 3D, 4D, and 5D, I want to clarify that from my own learning and my own perspective, I believe the dimensions as they're called are shifts in consciousness and energetic vibration. 3D is where majority of humanity lies, and through learning new information, new perspectives, and choosing to dive into spirituality and experience it fully, you shift out of 3D, the ego-based consciousness, and into 4D, and upwards all the way to 5D. Everyone has the ability to shift upwards, but not everyone does. As I explained earlier, once you've made the shift, it's unlikely you would revert back down to lower dimensions of consciousness, aka ego-based living. I've seen some things out there talking about how the world itself would be totally shifting and it would be automatic for everyone and stuff like that. I disagree only because of the energetic law of free will. Similar to the climate change example, everyone has free will of choice on this planet. You can always choose to fight whatever you come across, or you can choose to embrace it and flow with it, but it comes back to free will of choice. Not everyone will shift to 5D. I think many people will, given the new age, but not everyone. One last thing I want to define before we get into 3D is that anytime I use the term higher self, it means the exact same thing as essence. Your higher self is your true energetic form. It is your spirit, your piece of source energy. Okay, so with that, let's take the plunge and start with 3D. So, as I mentioned, living in the third dimension is what the majority of the world lives in each and every day. In fact, I spent majority of my life living in this dimension too. I would say most of you did or currently are. And it's only normal because we are trained to view the world this way and not question it or expect that there might be more. And what I mean by that is the second you're born onto this planet and you exit the womb, you start developing perspective and simultaneously developing your ego. Ego is something every human being has. Now, obviously you don't really develop your ego when you're two years old, but it's in the process of being molded and shaped by people and the material world we live in. That's the third dimension, the material, physical world. The world that's run by fear, control, duality, separation, and false beliefs. Going back to the last episode, when you live through ego rather than essence, you are living in 3D. You are separated from source and other people. You define yourself by what you do, what you have, and how others view you. Death is scary, painful, and dark. Death is commonly feared by most, though I would argue you don't really die, you just enter a transition phase. In 3D, you compete for status, to be right, to win. You believe you need things and other people in order to truly be happy. Your masculine and feminine energies are divided and separate. Your mind lives in the past or the future, constantly dreaming up best and worst case scenarios or going through woulda, coulda, shoulda situations. You're taught that loving yourself too much will make you conceited, narcissistic, arrogant. When really, as humans, we aren't taught to love ourselves enough. We're taught that love comes from the external world and can be given to us by others. That loving yourself too much would make you an egomaniac rather than someone who is just happy with themselves as they are. We're taught to compare everything to others so we're always living in the perspective of lack. 
This creates a desire to want things we don't have, which only attracts more of not having rather than having. As I mentioned, this low vibration and low frequency is ruled by fear. There is no connection to spirit in this dimension, at least no real connection, because spirit can't connect to that low of an energy. It's like when I used to work as a barista and we would get the Sunday church crowd rolling up and my God, those motherfuckers were assholes. Yeah, they claim to be all godly and kind, but the truth is most only sit through those 60 minute sermons to feel good and feel like they're connecting to the divine. And yeah, this is me passing judgment. And no, not everyone who is religious and attends church is a hypocrite. But it's kind of like, okay, practice what you preach. If you really are about connecting with the divine and your God and being kind to people, you have to practice that and try to live that. Your heart has to be in the right place every day, not just on Sunday for an hour. And again, I want to be really clear, this is not me shitting on religion. I have come across so many beautiful human beings who have strong Christian, Jewish, and Islamic faith. I've also met many people who practice some form of Eastern religion, and it's the same deal. They're wonderful. But I've also encountered plenty of hypocrites who do not practice what they preach, and that's what I mean by false faith and false connection to spirit. To truly connect with spirit and your higher self, you have to raise your energy. When you come into this world, in this incarnation, your memory seems to be wiped. By that, I mean you can't remember your past lives, lessons, and previous vessels that you've incarnated in. You only have your ego that defines you and your physical human body. You're taught to tune down your intuition and any sort of psychic senses from early childhood. And society conditions you to believe that the world is as they tell you. You only have five senses. You are Alexandra. You will grow up, work a job, have bills, pay them, get tax, pay that, and you will join the capitalist, consumerist society we live in. You will be a part of the system and contribute to it. More like you will be a slave to the system. Here's where I draw my hypothetical, let's start a commune, grow our own food, build our own community, go off the grid, because honestly, man, why the fuck not? Sounds like a solid plan to me, except for the fact that we would still have to be a part of the system to even start our own system. It's truly an inescapable game. But anyways, it's in the third dimension that you are told your dreams are unrealistic. You'll never achieve that. Just go with the flow, accept the system and reality as they are, because your thoughts and questions don't matter. Adapt and stay a slave to society or else you'll be an outcast, crazy, or worst of all, looked down on by others for failure to comply with the conditioning and societal norms. And money. Oh, my fucking God. What a concept. It's hilarious, and I don't think I've ever really understood money. But in the human sense, it's what runs the world. But even money is based around fear. Fear that you don't have enough or won't have enough. Money buys you clothes to impress someone on a date or impress a job interviewer. Money is a way to showcase status. This all ties back to the external world and how important it all is when you live in a 3D mindset. Money and material possessions are not important to you in your journey. You can have a wonderful life and not be Jeff Bezos rich. I promise you, you can. And sure, everyone wants money, enough money to be comfortable and to be able to safely afford basic things with some extra on the side for fun and emergencies. That's not anything crazy to desire. That's normal. But you absolutely do not need to be so money hungry that all of your choices and decisions and goals revolve around that. 
Money will not bring you happiness. And that's been said by so many people, I don't even know who to quote. It's true though, your happiness comes from the inside. Once you hit the point where you can understand ego in essence and start moving towards raising your vibration and frequency and accepting oneness rather than separation, you begin to move out of 3D and into the fourth dimension. When you start embracing love and opening your heart, you're moving into the 4D and because you're starting to shed your ego. I want to be clear, no, this does not mean every time you fall in love with someone, you're in 4D. It's more when you start opening your heart to the world and feeling true love for yourself and expressing love towards others in the form of universal kindness that you're in 4D. The fourth dimension is where lightness and darkness meet together. There's still fear here, but it's more on an internal level rather than an external level like in the third dimension. So instead of, oh my God, I don't think my coworkers like me, I'm not accepted by the group, it's more of, oh my God, what the fuck is my purpose here? It's an outside versus inside focus. The fourth dimension is also the astral plane that we visit every night when we dream. And it's in the astral that we're able to communicate with spirits and our higher selves, which is what gets translated into a dream. That's why your dreams are so weird, because normally whatever's being discussed is energetically so much higher than the third dimension that it's hard to translate into something that makes total sense to us. This is because you can access the collective consciousness here. You literally have access to knowledge and wisdom from beings who can see your whole life from its entirety from start to finish. Moreover, they see your soul and all its experience, as do you when you go into the astral. Suddenly, that amnesia you go through when you're born onto this planet disappears and you shed the 3D ego. The downside is when you wake up, your amnesia resumes and it's back to a wonderful day in the life of an earthling. You still have an ego in 4D though, and it's the spiritual ego. It's things like what your spirit fears, what lessons you're here to learn, what your purpose is, things about you at your core that may not be known to you in waking life. Spiritual plant drugs like mushrooms, DMT, ayahuasca, peyote, they all bring you to 4D while you're awake, which is why you're able to understand and perceive things in such a unique way. Everything is heightened because you've shed ego number one. You've tapped into the collective energy and frequency that surrounds you daily and your senses are heightened. You're also probably tripping, but minus that, everything else still applies. All right, loves. Now, as promised, the magical, mystical 5D. So, what exactly makes 5D or the fifth dimension so great? The fifth dimension is one of unconditional love and light. It's all about peace and love, man. You just gotta feel it in your heart, you know, and let that radiate out. There is not a single bad vibe going on in your zone because you are fully able to see and understand your truth and the universe's truth. That doesn't mean bad things don't happen. Sadly, the world and its energy must always be in some sort of balance. And that means there's both good and bad. I can certainly explore possible explanations for why bad things happen in another episode, but for now, I wanna stay on track. So all I'll say is a 5D perspective allows you to comprehend why bad things happen and allow you to make peace with them rather than dwell. In the fifth dimension, there are multiple timelines and realities, so the possibilities are endless. Some people refer to this as the quantum realm, and it's actually a pretty dope place. It's the realm that allows you to access and manifest anything and everything. 
This means that you are in a completely limitless world where there are unlimited opportunities. The thing is, this is always the situation. Even today, even if you're sad or mad, you are always an unlimited being in an unlimited world. Everything and every opportunity is available to you. The only difference is whether you believe it and truly feel it at your core. And that's the hard part, especially when shit's hitting the fan. It's so hard to believe that reality is what you make it rather than something that's just happening to you. And this can seem like an idealistic dream when you have bills to pay, chores to do, and a bunch of other shit that you don't really want to do but you have to do because you're an adult living in the big bad adult world. But that's the trap. Society will always try and trap you and keep your perspective and your vibration low because otherwise you wouldn't want to be a part of their system and follow their rules and believe their way is the only way up the ladder. And this isn't something new. This societal conditioning has been going on for years, centuries even. Stories about people who break free from the matrix are considered tall tales and oh, they just got lucky or they were the one in a million and... I can really pop off about the why behind why society conditions you to think this way. But again, I want to stay on topic, so I will explore that another time. When you start moving into 4D, you start connecting with spirit and your higher self. When you're in 5D, your higher self is fully integrated with you in your physical form. This is only possible once you've healed your mental, emotional, and physical bodies. When you have fully raised your vibration and frequency to such a high level that your higher self can comfortably be with you at all times. This will manifest itself in having complete trust in your life path and soul's journey. You won't have any limiting beliefs residing in your subconscious. You will feel in flow with the universe and its energy. You won't feel the need to grasp for control because you have complete belief that what is meant to be will be. You feel that strong wholeness, connection, and unity with everything and everyone because in this dimension you are living as your essence. You are living as an individual part of the whole. You are a vessel of source energy. And in this dimension, because you're vibrating at such a high frequency, the spiritual downloads you receive will come much more frequently. You'll be able to easily connect with your higher self and your spiritual team. You'll be able to access your soul's journey, not just in this incarnation, but you will come to know your other lives and lessons learned. This all gives you a much grander perspective for this incarnation and allows you to navigate it in a smoother way. Here, you are living from your heart instead of your head, which has such a terrible reputation in our society. We're told that putting your heart ahead of your head is a stupid, irrational thing to do and will only make situations messier. And in some situations, I'll go ahead and agree that yeah, maybe that's true. I've been in plenty of toxic, codependent relationships that I thought were great and that I was so in love in. When I say you live from your heart, I mean it in the sense that the heart is where we feel emotions. And emotions contribute to what we feel and what we think. Both feelings and thoughts impact where we focus our attention and therefore where we focus our energy. So living from your heart, feeling love, corresponds with loving positive thoughts towards yourself and towards the world, which then impacts how you perceive your internal and external worlds. When you've reached 5D consciousness, your divine masculine and feminine energies are in sync and balance. And this has nothing to do with your gender or sex. These are just two universal types of energy definitions that exist in this world 
a majority of the people on this planet have one that's dominant compared to the other. That of course means that the good and bad qualities of that energy are amplified within you because they don't have a strong enough counter energy to keep them in check. And I want to very quickly go back to the whole multiple realities and timelines and mention the law of attraction. Most of us know in a basic sense, positive thoughts bring positive things and negative thoughts bring negative things. It's why when something shitty happens during the course of your day, if you aren't able to move past it, more and more negative stuff seems to happen. And the more stuff that happens, the more negative you get about the day and you just continue attracting the same shit. It's the same thing with positive stuff, but in 5D, because you're living from a place of unconditional love and light, you are attracting positive things because your vibration is high. Your perspective is completely positive and abundance just flows towards you. Quick reminder that bad things can still happen here, but experiencing problems and challenges are part of being a human. They mean that you're alive. If you didn't have either, you would be dead. And again, I know this 5D stuff might sound delusional and unrealistic, and if it does, I'm gonna maybe go ahead and hint that you're strongly living in 3D. And maybe that doesn't matter to you, but if that enrages you, then by God, mate, you are definitely living in 3D. It's your choice whether you want to stay there or not. No one is forcing you to. Everyone has free will and choice. You can choose to change your perspective. It doesn't marvelously come to you overnight or within a day or even within a week. Like anything in this world, we are bound to certain limitations based off of the world we live in and the physical forms we inhabit. Now, that might sound counteractive to everything else I've claimed today, but to give you an idea, I'm going to use a short personal example. So I started lifting weights in high school and I remember the first time I went to curl, I was curling like five pound weights and those five pound weights were all I could do. But with practice, repetition and dedication, I was slowly able to move up to seven and a half, then 10, then 15. And now I'm up to 25 on a good day. But when I first started out, fuck no, there's no way in hell I could have miraculously willed myself to be able to curl 25 pound dumbbells on my first week ever at the gym. I had to build that muscle up over time. I had to devote my energy to strengthening my biceps gradually over time. If I went in the first day expecting to be as strong as I am now, I would have gotten discouraged, disappointed, and maybe I wouldn't have ever gone back because I was so dejected over my first attempt. That's the thing with everything in this world. Everyone places these expectations on themselves and a lot of them are unrealistic and unspecific. It's why most people fail to follow through on their New Year's resolutions. They set these huge vague goals and expect them to come to fruition immediately and easily or within a short time frame and then they get discouraged when it doesn't happen. And I get that. I really do. This isn't me sitting up on my high horse trying to talk down to anyone whose life is an amazingly perfect and high vibrational and they just manifest things through the blink of their eyes. We are all equal. We are all equal. I'm still on my journey too. If you told 16 year old me I was going to graduate high school, I probably would have fucking laughed. Mainly because I honestly didn't see myself living that long. And then I did. But I went through the same thing in college and for the first two and a half years, I didn't think I would ever graduate. I thought I'd be dead before then. And I finally hit a point where I was open to therapy for the first time in my life. I didn't want to live the way I'd been living. I wanted to try and change my life. 
I didn't want to go through depression or self-harm or be toxic to myself anymore. My mental health journey has not been an easy one. It took me six years to realize that I had a real problem. It took me eight years to decide to fully immerse myself in a real therapy program that would actually impact and change my life. And now here I am, 10 years later, and I want to be fully alive and live every moment. I still have bad days, bad weeks, hell, even bad months, but my perspective is so much different. My point is, most changes, even most things in life, don't come easily and they don't come quickly. If you want something, you have to regularly chase it. You have to pursue it or at least try to, even when things are difficult and you don't see the point. That's not to say you can't have an off day and say, yeah, you know what? I just can't fucking do it today. But tomorrow, if you want to see a change, you better do your best to go after it, even if it feels like opposite action. An opposite action is this fun little DBT skill I learned, and it basically means do the exact opposite of what you want to do and how you want to feel. In fact, there's this one skill that I hate. I fucking hate it, but I use it every time I get really angry. It's something like um, soft smile and willing hands. I actually just did it today. Uh, I was having a shitty day. I woke up. Everything was pissing me off from the start, and I get in the car, and I start heading to the gym, and of course, all the slow fucks are on the road, just putt-putting along in their car, like la-di-da. And the car behind me is riding my ass, and I literally scream, Buddy, what the fuck do you want me to do? Where am I supposed to go? And just as I felt my blood starting to boil more, and the inner road rage in me fighting to come out, I stopped, dropped, and rolled, baby! No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That'd be fun though. Actually, I don't know. Uh, but I relaxed my grip on the steering wheel since I couldn't exactly fully take my hands off and open my palms up. I dropped my shoulders and pasted on a dumb fucking smile. And I did that for maybe the next three minutes. And you know what? After that, I was as cool as a cuke. I think the science behind why it works has to do with the emotions your brain associates with the smile and Something about releasing tension throughout your body relaxes you, maybe, something like that. I don't know, my therapist could explain it better. But yeah, in that moment, I made a choice to choose to smile like a dumb fuck and chill so I could avoid any further aggression and unpleasant feelings. Again, free will. I didn't have to. I definitely could have continued to explode and scream and flail my hands around, but I chose not to. All right, so that was a soups long example, but I think it's important to be transparent and realistic. Big change of any sort isn't an overnight thing. Getting to a place where you shed your ego-based perspective and feel unconditional love takes work. Reaching a state where you no longer take things personally or as an attack against you takes time. Seeing yourself in others, even when the other is a complete piece of crap who just pisses you off, takes patience. Fully connecting with source and oneness so you can embrace enlightenment will take time, energy, and regular effort. You don't have to quit your day job, stop drinking, and join an ashram, even though those things might speed up the process. But consistent, repeated effort is what will get you there. And there are so many opportunities to practice in your everyday waking life. I'll give you a few examples of small realistic changes you can start to make to raise your vibration and consciousness. 
Things like changing the way you speak about yourself, your life, and others. Rather than saying out loud, I'm so broke, aka putting that literal energy into the universe, and by law of attraction you are attracting more brokenness, you can either A, choose to not verbally put that out there, or B, choose option A, but also put an opposite phrase out there like, I am abundant or abundance is flowing to me. The second option not only saves you from attracting more of the thing you don't want, but also puts positive energy out there. And the more you do it, the more you program your subconscious, which dictates what your conscious mind thinks and your thoughts impact your emotions. And both of those are where your attention and energy is focused. You are responsible for your thoughts, emotions, attention, and energy. You are responsible for where your focus is. Changing your words is an easy one, but at the beginning it's challenging because you have to be mindful of what you're saying. And I found, especially in the case of money, complaining about money and talking about how broke you are is a really common thing to bond over, mainly because I think a lot of us are in that position. It's like bonding over loving yoga or how awfully stressed out you are during final exams week. It's a shared common experience that connects you emotionally to other people. But when it comes to negative things, it's one you might want to be mindful of and start changing your pattern. Another quick fix, especially when it comes to people and situations, is taking a step back and trying to see it from their perspective or stand in their shoes. So, okay, you're at work. Maybe your boss is being a real fucking dick or a customer is just being an annoying fuck. Before reacting and letting your emotional state get so overwhelmingly out of control, try and hit pause on your brain. And the pause step is challenging enough as it is. And if that's as far as you get, that's a great start. The next step, once you've paused and slightly detached from the situation, would be, okay, so why is my boss yelling at me over something stupid? Why is my dad bitching about me leaving my shoes out? Why is this customer literally going out of their way to make my day suck just as bad as theirs? And allow yourself to come up with all the hypothetical reasons. Maybe their boss just yelled at them. Maybe they had a bad day at work. Maybe they lost their job. And whatever you come up with, try and think about how you would feel and react in a similar situation. And maybe you would act totally differently, but you can probably understand the potential of why someone would react poorly to any of those things. Once you react, the emotional spiral comes on pretty quickly if you don't put a stop to it. And soon enough, you're the one taking your shit out on other people. It's not right or justified, but it's just a common human thing to do. And you don't always have to try and understand it and be the bigger person, but it is a small way to start changing your life and allowing you to be in charge of your reality and your energy rather than letting external factors determine it for you. And the last one I have is be kind. We live in a world, especially with COVID, where people don't really interact kindly with strangers all that much. I mean, no one's really interacting in general, like for fuck's sake. Uh, I don't even know if a handshake's acceptable anymore, but whatever. And I'm not going to say you've got to become besties with the dude next to you on the subway, but I think basic kindness can change people's day and it makes you feel good too. The amount of times I've walked by someone and been like, oh my God, I love their shoes or oh my God, their sleeve is amazing and not told them 
is probably greater than the amount of times I've publicly complimented a stranger for no other intention or reason besides having a genuine compliment. I've started going out of my way to genuinely compliment people because when I see something I like, why not tell them? It's an easy way to make someone feel good. The same thing goes for just being nice to people in general, whether they deserve it or not. There are so many rude, impatient, disrespectful people in the world, and you don't have to be one of them. You choose the words that come out of your mouth. You choose how you act, and you don't need to be Mother Teresa 24-7. But, you know, being nice instead of being neutral or mean, it doesn't take much additional effort. So those are some small changes you can start making in day-to-day life that will raise your vibration the more you incorporate them. And these aren't things that you have to do, but they're simple enough to where if you want to start somewhere, here's a decent place. Meditating for two hours a day, spending time in nature, learning about crystals and doing self-love rituals aren't things that fit into everyone's day. And yes, all of those are things in the arena of helping yourself and raising your vibration, but not everyone has time for that and that's okay. It's having the intention of wanting to change and wanting to attract a better life and finding ways that work for you to help get yourself there. This isn't a one-size-fits-all situation, and I believe if your heart is in the right place, you will get there. Everyone's journey and how they live it is unique to them. In the meantime, before I drop the next episode, I'd like you all to consider where do you think you fall amongst the dimensions? How does where you're at right now make you feel? Is there anything you want to change about your life? To what extent, fuck geez, I feel like I'm proposing a fucking essay prompt. To what extent do you believe you can reach 5D consciousness? If you think it's attainable, why so? If you don't think you will, why do you think or feel that way? Where do you think you fall on the optimism-pessimism scale? Or do you consider yourself a realist who believes in realism and logic? And no hate to the realists out there, that used to be me. The glass was neither half full nor empty. It was just a fucking glass of water. With that, I think I'm going to wrap things up here for today. I hope you enjoyed learning about the dimensions and different levels of consciousness. If you have any questions, of course, feel free to reach out to me. I am here to help you and encourage you to learn always. That is my goal. For now, peace and love, peeps. XOXO. Xandra.